Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 30 of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? Oh, doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. I had kind of a day. I'm not going to lie, man. I had kind of a long, long day today. Uh, I had one yeah, of those... I had one of those uh, I love my kids butt days. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody I think with kids knows exactly the day that I'm talking about. Um, so I love my kids. Man, I love them so much. But, uh, but. <laughs> who? <laughs> but, but. Anyways, but they're asleep now, Matt, so I have a measure of peace, and here I am talking to you. So that's uh, always a pleasure. It is, it is. Uh, and a pleasure talking to you. And you know what else is a pleasure, Dave? It's Wakuchin Denji, Sentai, Mega Ranger. This week we're watching episode 30, Full Throttle, The Friendship Combination. Uh, which is almost what we called this podcast, actually. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, Dave, we have our officially award-winning opening segment, Shining in the Heavens, There Are Five Stars. Would you like to hear what our first star of the week is? Oh, I'd be delighted, Matt. So, Dave, uh, over this past weekend, our parents were in town. Yes. Yeah. Well, they sort of arrived rather suddenly. Extremely which is suddenly. Why we, extremely, uh, which is why we didn't actually have an episode last week. The day we were going to record, I got a text from mom and dad, and they said, hey, we're on our way up. And I was like, oh, great. I'm always, you know, always delighted to see you. Didn't know you were coming, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, Not doing anything else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they're the only people, like, they and you are the only people I see anymore. So when they're in town, it's great. Yeah. Um, anyways. And mom, mom watched my kids for, like, six hours or something on Saturday. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, well, while she was doing that, uh, dad went over to the, the new house with me. And we were doing, we were, were doing some stuff. Doing some house stuff, right? This is a, a thing that I've been doing in my... Uh, what what precious little free time I have these days is going sort of directly into that for the most part. And there were a couple of projects that I wanted to do that I could use a, ha a hand with. And one of them was that the, the light fixture by the back door was not working. Like, the light would not light up. Which, because okay. of the state of this house, is like, man, that could be a dead bulb. That could be a broken fixture. That could be wires that are just like like it could be converted. literally anything yeah, right this like, problem could go from very simple to incredibly complex right and so i'm like listen here's what i want to do like the, the the sort of fixture that it was has like a built-in led like lighting and that wasn't working so i'm like i couldn't just put in a new light bulb so let's just buy like the cheapest decent version of a replacement fixture put that up in its place See if that works. You know, like, spend the 20 bucks or whatever to see if that works. And if that works, then I can, A, have a functioning light back there, and B, like, deal with getting a nice one that I really like later. Totally makes sense. You know, like, I'm not, like I don't want to spend, like, 80 bucks on a super fancy motion sensor thing and then, you know, plug it into wires that aren't actually connected to the exactly. panel. Exactly. Prudent. A prudent choice, Matt. So we go to Home Depot. I do this. I also buy, like, I needed a ladder 
for this, but also just because I needed a ladder. And I got like this, one of those like, I don't know, like, the, like a yoga ladder. You know, the ones that can be straight and can also bend in half to be like a step ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things are cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't imagine that they're officially called yoga ladders, but that's... They could be, because as soon as you said it, I knew what you meant. Yeah, so I got one of those. It was very cool. Very exciting to get a new ladder. I get up there. We spend some time, you know, pulling off the old fixture, putting on the new one, you know, throwing the breakers and throwing the breakers back and, you know, doing all this sort of... Fitting. All the things. Yeah. All the things that you do. Pretty basic job, but not something I've done a lot myself in the past, and so, you know... Uh, there's just a lot of sort of finickiness about it. Plus, you're up on a ladder, you know. So we get it all up there, and like we go, we turn the breakers back on, and lo and behold, the light does not work. I'm like, oh crap! So, like, oh no, you know, like we we're, we're looking at the breaker box, and we're like looking at like the wires as they come into the basement, and like making sure that there's no disconnect, and we're, you know, I've got like a like a multimeter, and we're sort of prodding at the wires with that to see if we can get the needle to jump to like see if there's any power going through the wires um because you know like again there could be anything wrong with it and eventually we can't figure it out i'm like you know what let's just put the new one back up because we'd taken it off at some point to check the wires again i'm like let's just put this back up so that there's something up there i'll have to call an electrician we can figure this out later but at least we know that like the fixture that's on there is new and theoretically works we, right. We have to f- figure out what the other problem is, but we've at least dealt with that aspect of it. Well, like, day and a half later, um, Dad and I were talking, and uh, I forget which one of us had the realization. It was probably him. He's like, hey, Matt. Yeah, yeah, it was him. He's like, hey, Matt, there's a, there's a light switch in your kitchen, isn't there? I'm like, yeah, yeah, there is. He's like, do you know what that light switch goes to? And I said... No, I don't. I've never. I haven't been able to figure out what that light switch goes to yet. <laughs> He's like, "Try go check that light switch." <laughs> so, and I, I hadn't been to the house uh, in a couple of days because I've been busy with other stuff. But I, I, I was sitting around at home. I finished work last night. I, I actually finished work a little late, so the sun had already gone down. And before I sat down to like you know have dinner, I thought, okay. I'm just going to, like, I've been thinking about this all day. I've just got to go check. And I go in, and I go into the house, and I flip the light switch. And sure enough, of course, like, we had done everything perfectly right. It's just that the light wasn't turned on. Now, wait a minute. Now, I'm going to assume that at some point in the past, you had flipped this switch to try to figure out what was going on with it, right? Well, in the past, yeah. Because the, the okay. switch Okay, so switch there is... had been a problem. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you're, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. you're not completely crazy here. There definitely was a problem with the fixture. You just fixed it without realizing right. it. Right, yes. There was definitely a problem, and we had fixed it. But, like, we didn't realize that we had successfully successfully fixed it until, like, two <laughs> days later. <laughs> so that was nice. It was like I had, I had tried to check something off the list, and then I had to, like, uncheck it off the list. And now I got to go back and recheck it off the list. Which really makes you know feel like I accomplished twice as many things. You did two things. That's right. You got to check it off twice. That counts. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that, that is my house update for the week, Dave. What is our second star of the week? Our second star of the week, man, as it so often is, it's Bun Vulcan.
Welcome to Bun Vulcan. Now, this is a baking thing. It is not a, uh, but it is not like a, I guess for lack of a better term, a flour-based baking thing, Matt. I made for the first time a baked custard. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I did a baked custard, and it turned out... Now, there's two exciting things about this. The first exciting thing about this is, uh, you know, like I said, I've been trying to bake less, right? I've been trying to uh, I've been trying to trim, cut back down, and so one of the things is that I've been trying to um, figure out uh, uh, baked goods that I can still do that are fun, that are, you know, like low-carb, right? Sure. Less sugar or artificial sugar or, uh, or you know, whatever else. And there's, a, there's an artificial sugar we use. It's called monk fruit. Um, and it's good and it's nice and sweet. And, uh, you know, it's like, a, it's like a fruit juice. It's like a naturally occurring – it's like stevia kind of, right? Sure. And, uh, but it has, it has just like a little bit of like odd flavor, like at the back of your tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't taste quite like sugar because nothing really tastes quite like sugar. But, uh, so I've been kind of experimenting with it, trying to find recipes that it kind of mitigates and stuff. So I did this baked custard with the monk fruit. And uh, you really like all the other elements of it. Totally masked it. It was it was killer. It was amazing. Like I was so stoked at how it turned out. Um, it was delicious. It was like silky and smooth. Ooh, nice. uh, I just absolutely yeah. I absolutely knocked it out of the park. It was a it was a Martha Stewart recipe. And <laughs> I'm the because Beth gets Martha Stewart. The magazine and we, we like it. The magazine. Uh, I don't think anybody really gets Martha Stewart. She's a weird lady. Anyways, on the front of the magazine, because Martha Stewart is like 85 or something. She like she's, really? or no, 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 she's 79. She's 79. She's not quite 80. And, uh, you know, she does not look like she's 79. And on the front of the magazine, it's like Martha's tips for aging well. It'd be like, man, the number, like, be rich. Be like just bonkers rich. Oh, yeah. It's going to do wonders for how well you age. Just be, just be absolutely crazy rich. It's it's going to help you out tremendously. Thanks so much, Martha. Um, but anyways, I made this custard uh, out of Martha Stewart Living, and it was big custard, and it was it was delicious. I was nice. really proud of it. Ooh. That's really the whole thing. I just uh, I just did it. Cool. Uh, it was good. You know what else That's is it. really nice? This is not a star. This is just huh. an email that I literally just got, and I'm very excited about. Uh, I just had another, a, a, a fresh set of uh, leopard print fingerless gloves delivered. They're sitting on my porch right now. Oh. Well, do you want to pause for a moment and go get them? No, no, no. They'll keep. They'll keep. I uh, Okay, good, good, good. Y- you know what it is, is that <laughs> I period. I mean, the audience wouldn't know, Matt. Uh, I mean, they would now, I guess. <laughs> uh, periodically, I will, uh, I just order a new pair. So, like, even though I'm still in the middle of one or two pairs that I haven't fully worn through, I have, like, I have now two new pairs sort of, like, in reserve. Because... I gotta say, Matt... The, I, I, the, the reason that I do it is because the first kind of glove that I used to wear, like, the original model, is no longer for sale. And I found, like, a new model that I like... Uh, and I'm just worried that that is eventually no longer going to be for sale. And so I just periodically, like, buy another one so that eventually I can, like, you know, 
I figure if I have enough of them that I feel confident that I'm not going to, like, wear through them all by the time that I'm 40, then I can just sort of, like, roll on that. And then when I hit 40 and I'm still got them around, I can decide if, like, post-40 is still, like, a period in my life to be wearing leopard print fingerless gloves. But I just want to feel confident that I've got them in reserve. I was going to say, if you're confident that this is the thing, I would just buy, how much are they, like 10, 5 bucks, 6 bucks? Just buy like 10 pair right now and then you'll be good. Yeah, I mean, that, that's sort of always the thought. And then I've like put 10 of them in a cart and I'm like, this is stupid. I'm just going to buy two. Uh, anyway, that's that's just sort of a, a low-lying uh, maintenance thing for my life. Dave, what is the what is the third star of the week? Man, the third star of the week, I am, I genuinely, earlier today, was giddy like a schoolboy. I, uh, I got, I got an Xbox, Matt. I got an Xbox Series X. Oh, nice. They, yeah, they are still, like, crazy hard. I found, I got a web extension that was like, oh, like, we'll update you. Like, basically, we troll all, uh, all retailers. Mm Mm-hmm. And like when as soon as somebody says they have stock in, like we'll let you know. Okay. And I got an alert earlier today that uh, Costco had them, and I was like, "Boom! This is perfect. I have a Costco membership already." And I just like ra- I ran, quote unquote. I typed very fast, and I logged in, and uh, I was able to get one. And it was a deal where you got a second controller for like an extra forty bucks. Sure. Which is great because the controllers are expensive, and it is uh, it is on the way. I'm just like. I'm really, really excited that's, because that's this very is. Exciting. It is. It is really exciting, Matt. Because I, uh, so I, you know, like I'm in a place financially in my life where I, you know, like my bills are all paid, and I, I'm not really worried about that. But neither do I have a lot of space in my budget for just like dropping five hundred dollars on an Xbox. Right. Right. Like that's just like I just don't have that. And so, uh, but when this most recent round of stimulus, I was like, you know what? Uh, the last money, we're very responsible with our money, generally speaking. I vote, Beth, that we take this stimulus money and this just is is fun money. We can spend it on whatever we want. Th- like, the life is stressful right now. Let's have this thing. And she was like, yes, it's a great idea. And so she's been spending hers on art supplies, and I got an Xbox. And I'm just, I'm just like, I'm really, really excited about it. And the fact that everybody doesn't refer to it as the Xbox X, I think is silly. Because um, it trips off the tongue. I like it very much. Yeah. Matt, Matt, would you, yeah, would you like to know what our fourth star of the week is? Dave, what is our fourth star of the week? Fourth star of the week, Matt. I, uh, I just got the new, new to me. I got Hitman 2. Just in time for Hitman 3 to came, come out. Like, I got it, like, two days ahead of time. Okay, now, here's, here's my uh, question. But I had not... Hitman 2, you got for the Xbox One, right? Yeah, and, that is correct. And Hitman 3 is an Xbox Series X game, is it not? No, 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 it's, it's out on the Xbox One. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, you just got a brand new system. Like, why wouldn't you get the one that's... I mean, it's cheaper, I guess, because it's a few years old. But, like... Oh, yeah, I got the whole thing for, like, 15 bucks, And also, I got Hitman, like, a few days ago, and I got the Xbox today. Right. So, you know. Uh, yeah, so, so far, it is, it's a blast, man. They sort of rebooted the Hitman series with Hitman 1 that came out in 20, 
They just called it Hitman. It's actually was like Hitman Five or something like that. Right. It's how. But they sort like, of rebooted this. Like Assassin's Creed Four was like the seventh Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Hitman came out in 2016, and then Hitman Two came out in 2018, and now uh, Hitman Three just came out, and they are they're really good. They're really really good. Uh, Hitman. I've always been a fan of the series. But it had some rocky games. I'm not I'm not so big of a fan that I can't acknowledge that. But Hitman and then Hitman 2 uh so far are they're just really really good. Like they are if you like that sort of game, they are exemplars of the genre. They're fantastic. And this is cool. Hitman 2 has a game mode just called Sniper Assassin okay. where it's just it's just a shooting gallery level oh okay like you don't move around you just are like up on a perch with like a sniper rifle and you're trying to do all this stuff it's uh it's really really fun it's basically the whole all of the game i've played i haven't even really started in on the missions i've just been doing the sniper assassin and it's a blast dude, remember that um what was it called silent scope the sniper arcade game oh dude oh yes i remember silent scope I I probably spent more money on Silent Scope than any other arcade game. I was never like a huge arcade guy, but I really liked Silent Scope. It was great. It had like a little screen inside the scope. So like you would look at like the big screen to see like the whole area and then you would like look inside the scope and there would be like a little mini TV in there that was showing you what the scope was supposed to be looking at on the big screen. Yeah, it was really it was Genuinely, and a pretty incredible game design Man, on their arcades, part. Um, I love arcades. I miss arcades. I do too. You know, I think like the arcade game was such like a unique game design space, right? Because you could build in all of this crazy stuff. It'd be very difficult to do in a home system. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I'm playing Hitman 2. I probably won't play Hitman 3 for quite a while, but uh, I am super enjoying Hitman 2. What, Matt, is our fifth star of the week? Dave, fifth star of the week is, so as I said, mom and dad were over and they were staying with me for most of that time. I mean, they were going back and forth to like, you know, see everyone, but they were sleeping at my yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just because it's quieter there, um, I think. Legit. Uh, um, and so we were sitting around one night, like, you know, you know, let's let's watch something. And we checked, you know, we looked at the handful of YouTube channels that we, uh, that all of us enjoy watching. Um, and, like, there was nothing new there. And we were sort of poking through Netflix and, you know, whatever, and trying to find something there. And nothing really popped out at us. Uh, we had already watched Shanghai Noon. But uh, we couldn't really watch Shanghai Nights, of Classic. course, because it's still because it's still Western's January, and even though it's got some the same characters right. as Shanghai Noon, it's in England. It's not really a Western, yeah. yeah. That's uh... I mean, Shanghai Noon is only man, Shanghai man, Shanghai Noon. That's a weird movie. If you haven't seen that one since it came <laughs> out, like th- th- there is so much in that movie that you straight up would never see in a movie anymore. Just like the joke jokes in that movie, some of them hold up. Some of them do not hold up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Jackie Chan's obviously the light. No, anyway, so we're just looking at my, like, Apple TV interface, and she's like, well, what's uh, what's going on with that PBS channel? And I said, Mom, literally, 
I have never clicked on that button. I don't know what happens if I do. So I clicked on it, and it asked me to like log in, which I actually did have a login because I, um, I'm a supporter of our local NPR affiliate. So I get like a little like bonus PBS um, access thing, I guess. Which I remember oh, was like cool. in an old email from last year that I had never opened. Um, so I punched that in. And Dave, turns out I have an entirely separate streaming service on my like TV. <laughs> like that I not like it's got a bunch of stuff and I've been paying for it through this NPR thing for like a year and a half, two years. I don't know. But like it's got all of Ken Burns documentaries. I watched like a two hour documentary about the history of the White what? House. Um, Dude, I love me some Ken Burns, as do every, yeah. every right. Everybody loves him. He's famous, but I do love those Ken Burns it's documentaries. Got, uh, it's got old Julia Childs, like old Julia Child. Uh, it's got the it's got the new um, uh, All Creatures Great and Small uh, James Harriet show, which I have not watched yet. But like, <gasps> it's a new James Harriet. I show. do want to watch that. I love James Harriet. Love James so heartwarming, Harriet. so good. Uh, anyway, yeah, I was just excited, uh, cause I got to remember like, yeah, PBS is good. And what I really love about it is that like the interface for it is so like, so basic because like, yeah, it's PBS. Here are the shows we have, you know, you log into Netflix and the, the UI is very like sleek. Yeah. There's like sound effects and stuff. You log into the PBS app and like. The version of the White House documentary that I watched, at the end of it, is like, if you liked watching this, you can buy a DVD of it for twenty four ninety nine Because it's just literally, like, they just ripped it off of whatever they used to show on PBS. You know, like, they didn't even bother pulling out the ad for selling the DVD at the end. They're just like, yeah, just put it up there, it's fine. Because, mm-hmm. like, because <laughs> otherwise, like, there's no reason for me to buy a DVD of it. I have, I... Clearly, I have access to it on a streaming device. Um, anyway, it was really fun. PBS is great. Uh, and that, Dave, I guess that is our fifth star of the week. So we're going to take a break. It surely is, Matt. We're going to watch episode 30 of Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. It is called Full Throttle, the friendship combination. Of course, it was written by Junki Takagami. Uh, and its original air date, as you all well know, September 14th, 1997. You can watch along with us on the DVDs or at shoutfactory.tv. Recommend that you do. This is a good one. And we'll see you right back here in just a moment. Okay, welcome back to the show. Episode 30, Dave. Full throttle. It, it, Dude... It is so weird to me, and I don't know why, maybe it's, I don't know, I feel like we always have this discussion around this time of the season. It just feels so weird to me that this is episode 30. Uh, oh, are, are we there in this season? Are, are we in this season where we start talking about how weird it is that we are this far into the season? I think, well, apparently we are. I didn't know that until you said episode 30, and I was like, oh, dang, it is episode 30, isn't it? You know why I mean, it feels actually a little bit weird? Been a little, it's I been think a long it time a little... coming this time. <laughs> yeah, it has been. That's legit. Uh, there's there's been a lot, been a lot of stuff, been a lot of stuff happening, Matt. Um, you know why I think particularly it feels weird that it's episode thirty is it doesn't feel like we're getting quite those 
those episode 30 story beats yeah that i kind of expect no I like totally we had agree. guy rail show up we had guy rail show up but he actually showed up around like episode 20 21 or 22 which is a little bit early and also he has not been the sort of like you know usually around this time there's like a villain takeover sure there's the mid-season pivot and this, yeah, and although and, Mega Ranger's been really good the whole way through, those sort of like milestones in the progression of the season that we normally see just kind of haven't happened. Like they got another robot that was something they did. Guy Rail yeah. did show up. You know, you got a new monster, but like normally when you get a new guy, that guy either takes over like immediately. Or begins yeah. to take over surreptitiously. But Gyrail seems like a character who is actively trying to take over surreptitiously, but like can never actually get it together. Yeah, and we also were not getting I was expecting to have, um kind of given the lack of personality in the monsters of the week. I was expecting more personality development out of the main villains at this point, right? Right. I was expecting to have a lot more from, like, Hinalar and Shibalina and stuff. Well, especially Hinalar, Because normally, right? Yeah. Because he's obviously... Yeah, like, from earlier in the season, we got that episode where it's like, oh, well, Dr. Hinalar is obviously Dr. Kubota's, like, old human friend who got sucked into the Nezere dimension, and has been, like, transformed and is now back. And that's never been referenced again after that one episode. Yeah, I really am. Because normally, right, you get either kind of, like, semi-boring lieutenants, but a ton of care, like, a lot of character development out of the monsters, or vice versa. This season, I feel like we haven't gotten much character development out of the monsters of the week, but we also haven't really seen a whole lot out of the lieutenants. Now, we have gotten a lot out of the... Uh, we've gotten a lot from the Rangers. Yeah, which you know, actually is think... something that in, like, you know, in O-Ranger, and in, in, in to an extent in Car Ranger, we kind of didn't, you know... O-Ranger especially. Yeah, like, no, 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 totally. You know, like, some of those characters by the end of it were like, man, I guess, I, I guess, I guess he sure was green. And that's the season. Yeah. Um, I like so, Nehru. That's not, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't nice to say yeah, about he's, him. he's fine, right? Well, I mean, that's the thing, is they were, uh, well, whatever, we, we've already, we'll talk about this later. So Wait, this on, episode. Did I remember his name correctly, or did I just, which, who was? Dave, uh, who was Minoru? No, Minoru. Minoru, Minoru is from uh, Car Ranger. Car Ranger, yes. Who I, I think. Yes, yeah. Minoru is the uh, he was the salesman in Car Ranger. Yeah, he, well, he was the green Car Ranger. So yeah. you at least got the he was green. That was that part was right. I was trying to remember the name of the green O Ranger. Oh man, um, his name It wasn't Goro. I know that. It was huge. Yuji was that our boy? I think Yuji was the blue O Ranger, wasn't he? Yuji was the blue O Ranger. Shohei. Shohei. Shohei was the. Of course. Was the yeah, 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 yeah. Watched a lot of these uh, seasons, okay. guys. 
We have, and uh, I can hold I can hold their names in my head while we're watching it, but after that, I I do lose it a little bit. You know what it is? I so, like I will I think always remember the, like Diranger and Jetman character names off the top of my head, and beyond that, I will always remember the Red Rangers. And after that, it's kind of a crapshoot if it's not the. It's a little bit of a crapshoot. Although I feel like I'll remember, I'll remember the Mega Rangers. This is a really good season, yeah, and yeah. I really there's a lot going on with these characters. Speaking of these characters and this season, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk basketball. So Dave. this episode opens. Let's talk weirdly basketball. So we open up with basketball, and it's Kenta and Shun on the court. And they're playing, and they, like, throw some secret hand signs to each other, and they're like, yes, awesome. And then they do (laughs) – I love this, because it is 100% like we're about to use our O-Ranger superpowers in training to win at basketball. Mega Ranger. Because what they do – Mega Ranger, sorry – is that they – I think it's Shun, like, passes the ball to Kenta – Kenta, like, throws it up in front of him. Shun runs up behind him, jumps onto Kenta's shoulders, leaps off of his shoulders, grabs the ball from midair, and I think slam dunks it. He does slam dunk it, yes. Yeah. Mr. Oiwa... He literally jumps... Who uh, is... He he jumps over Kuichiru, who who was on the opposing team. Oh, I missed that. Um, Mr. Oiwa is there... For some reason, the physics teacher is also acting as the gym teacher. I don't really know. But he does blow his whistle. He's just like, you can't do that. Like, that is an illegal move. Which I feel like if they had pressed him, they could have probably pulled an air bud in this situation. Uh, I I also have that in my notes, is that they should have air bud this. Like, there's nothing in the rules that say you can't use, like, Super Sentai team techniques to win at your game. So anyways, he calls him and he's like, that's an illegal move. But the point of this is that uh, Miko and Shisato are just like, dang, Kenta and Shun have gotten really close. It does seem weird. Because they're both because completely their personalities, Yeah, like it's very weird because their personalities are actually very similar, even though their grades are completely different. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we go, I just like the, everybody, any opportunity to sort of remind us, the audience, that Kenta is a terrible student. I, I like that that is like a, a show beat note that they make sure to hit as often as possible. So we, we so go we, to the Nezere dimension. And boy, these, these Nezere leaders are getting an earful from their boss, who is just furious with them. King Javius the first. Do, like these people are not getting a great quarterly review. Yeah, he's. I think he's like you guys are pathetic. This is terrible. How can you not have taken over Earth already? There's like five Mega Rangers. You're like ultra scientist warriors from the power dimension with like infinite monsters at your disposal. How have these Mega Rangers still defeated you? And Guy, Guy Rail. Rail rolls in. This is amazing. The line he throws, he's just like, dude. King Javius, I feel so bad that Dr. Hinalar is having such a terrible time with this. <laughs> it's great because Javius like cuts him off. He's like, dude, this is not the time. It is also your job, and you also are boofing it hard. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we we cut down to Earth, and Guy Rail is like straight up Charlie Browning it. He is just like walking through a field, like kicking at a rock, like man, King Javius was mad at me too. Okay, I gotta come up with a plan to deal with this. And that plan is to completely manipulate and betray Uganda. Uganda yes, immediately appears. it's a appears. very, very good plan. Because uh, Uganda had called Guy... Or, I'm sorry, Guy Rail had called Uganda down to Earth. Uganda shows up. He's like, hey man, um, what do you need and why did you want to talk about it here? And Guy Rail's like, Like, yeah, this yeah. seems weird. Um, so, you know, welcome to the conversation. And then just starts attacking him with his sword. They fight for like um, three seconds, and Guy Rail stops, and he's like, oh my gosh, whoa, hang on a second, I was totally wrong about you, you're really strong, we need to work together, strong man. Like, just so obviously. Yeah, and Uganda, to Uganda's credit, says, no, you are not trustworthy. Basically, ever since you have shown up, your number one priority seems to be undermining Dr. Hindelar. So so we're not going to do that. And Guy Rail's like, oh yeah, Dr. Hindelar, man. Boy, you know what? King Javis is pretty mad. And if we, if we can't figure out how to get him to calm down... He's probably going to murder Dr. Hinalar in like a fit He's of rage. He's definitely going to murder him. So, it is, a, it is, yeah. So just you work with me, and then we'll win, and then Dr. Hinalar will be safe from the fury of King Javius I. And, and this convinces Uganda, who is an idiot. So when the Rangers arrive, they go through their whole introduction phase... Which I sometimes take as sort of like a rough metric for episode quality. Like, if they go through the whole thing, it probably is not going to be a great episode because they felt the need to pad it out. I was pleasantly surprised with this. This was actually a very good episode. Yeah. Although that is generally a good rule of thumb. That if they spend a full two minutes on the roll call, like, you know, they're trying to pad some stuff out. (laughs) yeah it is it is weird the things you start to notice after like a few hundred episodes of sentai Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like oh it's gonna be a slow episode they went through the whole two minutes there you go so anyways uh they go they fight for a minute and then the action really kicks into high gear because uganda like runs forward (laughs) to attack the rangers and guy rail says this is for the best and then he just blasts uganda in the back (laughs) <laughs> the Rangers are like, not that we're complaining, but this is a weird development. It's an extremely weird development, and it gets weirder, because what happens next is that Gyria, like, has, like, this tendril that comes out of his arm that stabs into, like, the slashed wound on Uganda's back. And he's like, okay, uh, this is for the best. And then just, like, merges with Uganda and create, creating just, like, this hybrid Uganda guy rail character called Giga Guy Rail. And Giga Guy Rail... It is... It's, yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, it's a very, very cool look. So... I don't know the one. I mean, like, it's just, it's a very cool blending of Guy Rail's, like, weird, twisty organics and Uganda's, like, 
uh, vector line yeah. drawing what, sort of thing. It just it looks real neat. What is cool is it does not look like one character design that is like the like the middle point between those two other character designs. It's like one character design like wrapped around another character design. Like yeah, it's very much like, like the swirl cone. Yeah, part, yeah, exactly. It is a swirl cone. He is a big evil swirl cone from space. So. Uh, from there, the fight proceeds very quickly, actually. He does some sort of, like, super blast and manages to, like, freeze slash imprison Mega Yellow and Mega Pink. Red and Blue are doing a great job fighting together. We got the foreshadowing of that. And just as about uh, Mega Red is about to take, like, a real serious hit, Mega Blue intercepts, takes a hit himself. He goes down. He gets hit, like, directly in can- the face. Yeah, it's real bad. It's like helmets broken open. You can like see the circuitry inside and everything. Love that. Love that. Every and time. so Koichu jumps in or Mega Black jumps in and he's like, listen, I cannot handle this dude myself. I am knowingly like about to get myself frozen. You guys retreat and regroup, which is exactly what happens. So... Yeah. Uh, then the next scene we see, so Koichu does get, or Becca Black does get frozen. The next scene we see, they're at a creek. They have unhenshin. Shun is hurt. Kent is like dabbing his forehead with a handkerchief. He's like, dude, I'm super sorry. I was careless. Uh, you know, we should have been, we should have been able to do this. I don't know what happened. Shun wakes up and he's like, huh? What? So clearly, and they make this. Obvious in the next 30 seconds, Shun has lost his memory. Like, totally. Like, who am I? Who are you? What's going on? Okay, so Kenta, like, kind of not sure what to do. He's like, well, I'll I'll bring him to the school, and I'll bring him to the Digital Research Club, and, like, maybe that will jog his memory when he sees, like, a computer. He'll be like, oh, right, I'm shooting computers. Uh, right, 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 I love it. Uh, they walk into the room, and Shun is like, I've never been here before. What is this place? A I have di- no idea No a, idea what you're talking digital, about. A digital, what is it, research club? Why would I have been part of a digital what? research club? What is research? What's a club? You know. And <laughs> Kenta has a great moment where he's like, oh, I know. I'll show you this thing that you did. And he pulls yeah. out a disc. Well, uh, he, and he calls then... Dr. Kubota. And Dr. Kubota's like, you must show him the things that he loves. And so oh, maybe that's that right. will jog his memory. And so it's not just a disc. Dave, it's not just a disc. It's a zip disc. Oh, that's right. Uh, but what's glorious about this is that Kenta tries to show him and literally does not know how to put the zip disc into the computer. Yeah, well, he, like many people, have never used a zip disc. Zip discs well, were I only just, around for I, like two years. I really love the commitment to Kenta at no point ever learning literally anything about computers, despite the fact that he is ostensibly in the Digital Research Club. And like he's only there to hang out with these four people. And he is specifically a computer-themed superhero who does not yeah. know how computers work. So we uh, we see the uh, Giga Guy Rail and the other three, the Frozen Rangers, and they're in a cave, and Shibalina shows up, and she is furious. She's like, how could you have done this to Uganda? This is terrible. You're terrible. This is a terrible plan. You suck, and everything you think sucks. Yeah. Giga Guy Rail. Now, 
when we say it's Giga Guy Rail, it is it is just Guy Rail. Right, personality he has, like, wise, absorbed, yeah, yes. You, Guy Rail is 100% in the driver's seat. He has, like, absorbed Uganda's power, but um, it is just it is just Guy Rail. Right. And the, he says, listen, Guy man. idea, if I can inter- interject here, is that, like, Uganda is stronger than Guy Rail, but Guy Rail is, like, clever. So his thought is, like, I'll just absorb Uganda's strength, and that partnered with, like, my cunning will make me an unstoppable force. Yes, but like he doesn't bring Which, any so far. Yeah. But like he doesn't bring any of Uganda's like self into this combination. Yeah. Which is which is part of the reason why Shibalina is so angry. So Giga Gyrail's like, "Listen, man, uh Javia said by any means necessary." And then he sort of lays that out. He's like, "Uganda's very strong, but he's a big dumb dummy. I'm very smart. I've absorbed his power. We're better together. We're going to defeat the I've already got 3 of these clowns on ice." Like, say what you want, but this plan is working. Yeah. So, So, uh, back at the Digital Research Club, after uh, Kenta struggles with the the zip disk, he hears outside Giga Gyrail, like, shouting at him. And he goes outside. So they run outside. What what is happening is that Giga Gyrail has, like, projected himself across the sky. And there's, like, him... You can see him and the three rangers who are in their, like, ice cages. And he's like, hey, uh, remaining mega rangers, y'all suck. I have your friends. If you ever want to see them again, come to, like, this particular mine entrance. Like, yeah, come get some. Um, and I'll be waiting. And Kent is like... Should, of course, yeah. is terrified. Oh, sure. Because... He's like, he's like, who's that? I have no idea what's happening. Uh, this is all terrible. I'm just a teenager. I guess I'm in high school. Why would we be dealing with this? Yeah. And And Kenta, in a great moment, this is, I think, one of Kenta's best moments in the whole series so far. Because Kenta's whole thing is like, he's the Red Ranger, yes, but he is, you know, he's irresponsible. He's kind of a goofball. He's he's very hot-headed. And in this moment, we see... That at its core, Kenta actually does think this is really important. And he does take it really seriously. And we see this in his conversation with Shun. He's like, listen, man, yes, we're teenagers, but we have another life, a more important life. And that life is to be a mega ranger and to save the earth. And he says, listen, if this doesn't jog your memory, I'm not sure what will. Check this out. And he henches right in front of him. Yeah. And he says, I have to go be a superhero. When you get your memory back, join me. Yeah. And like, he's but like sub- I have to go save our friends. And he summons his cyber slider and he jumps off the roof and lands on his flying surfboard and like goes off to fight. Yeah. It's um, like I said, I think it's probably the best Kenta, the best Kenta moment that we've seen so far. So he shows up. Kenta does Mega Red, and Giga Guy Rail is there, and he's like, where's your other buddy? And Kenta, in a beautiful moment of bravado, is just like, Psh, I do not need help to fight you. He very definitely does. Yeah, it, but it he, goes really bad yeah. for, badly for him almost immediately. Yeah, we flash back to Shun on the basketball court, the true place of memory. And he has, like, flashbacks, 
and he remembers the hand signs. And then he does like the universal thing where you're getting your memory back where you're where the for some reason, like on TV and movies, like getting your memory back is, like hurts. Like it's physically painful. Because people always hold the head and they're like, ah, oh, oh, my past. As <laughs> the past, as they're remembering. We get a <laughs> We get this great moment. Mr. Uiwa like runs by and he's got on some like protective gear and he says, What what are you Shun, why are you here? And he says, Uh I I you know, I'm I'm not sure. And he says, You digital research club guys are always together. Shouldn't you be with the other four of them? Uh he says, Listen, there's been some Nazare re- activity reported in the area. We've evacuated. Um you should head home soon. But I'm out. And yeah. he just like, he does not ensure Shun's safety at all. Right. He's like, you should go home, but I'm definitely leaving right now. Uh, so Shun is like, yes, okay, apparently these people, we were always together, I guess. They're my friends, my team. Interesting. And, he, and instead of leaving, he goes back to the Digital Research Club like room, and he opens his locker. And inside, there is a picture of the five of them all, like... You can tell it's early season because of their haircuts. Uh, and they're all sort of like hugging and having fun. He opens his locker and he sees inside of it a photo of all five of them. It's probably a promotional photo that was taken for the show right at the beginning. You can tell it's early season because of their haircuts. Dude, weirdly, I I do not know. It does not seem like anybody in this show has gotten a haircut over the course of the entire filming. It's really weird. Although, I like you. You don't watch the end credits, right? You don't watch through to the end to like the teaser. No, 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 no. I try to avoid the teasers. So I do watch through the end credits to the teaser, and in the teaser of like the hey, this is what we're going to talk about next week. Um, I can like between this episode and next week, Kenta gets a haircut. <laughs> it's not a good haircut. It still doesn't look as good as his hair from the beginning of the season, which was genuinely good. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, so he opens up, he sees the picture, he's like, yes, I guess these people were my friends. I, I look happy in this picture next to them. We must have been friends. Um, and, like, he doesn't know... He still doesn't have his memories back, but he is, like, coming to terms with the fact that, like, okay... Even if I don't remember it, that guy who turned into a superhero and flew away, like, I'm in a picture with him. He seems to be my friend. I should follow him, even though I don't actually know what's going on. So we flash from there to Red fighting Giga Gyrail. Obviously, it's going poorly. Shun shows up, like, behind a rock, I guess, having just, like, jogged the whole way. I guess. Well, I just, I noted it particularly because it was far enough away that Mega Red took his cyber slider and then Shun is just like little macking it down the road. Dude, okay. His way to this fight. Now, think about what you know of Kenta and think about the fact that he has a flying thing called a cyber slider that's just like a floating surfboard. That dude would take oh, yeah. that, like, he would take down, that thing to, down the block. Yeah, he'd take sure. it to the end of his driveway to check the mail if he could. Like, <laughs> I would. So he, he, this is also a great moment from Shun because he looks over and he's just like, well, I don't know how this is going to go and I'm not sure what to do, 
but I remember how that other guy did it. And he pulls and he has his digitizer on the whole time and has been wearing it, apparently. And he just henshins. He's like, this, I guess, is how you do it. 335, install Mega Ranger. And still has not gotten his memory back. Right, so now he's like he's standing there. He's mega blue. Giga Guy Rail sees him and he's like, "Hey, you're late to the party!" And just starts completely destroying him. Because like, right? Because he, he's forgotten all of his fighting skills right. as well. So as he is just about to get like mega rocked, mega red, mega rocked. Ah, I didn't even do that on purpose. It's about to get extremely rocked in the dome, like last time. Mega Red jumps in and takes the hit. And in that moment, that is the thing that like unlocks Shun's memories. Right. And they do an amazing shot. It's really good. To represent his memories coming back. Yeah, so he's like, Why did you why did you take the hit? And he's like, Well, it's be- because we're a team. And when he hears like because we're a team, like we hit this memory montage of like sh- like episodes throughout the season where like Shun is, like, getting to know and, like, spending time with the various characters. And we cut to, like, this this shot where, like, it's the four other uh, Mega Rangers, right? Like, not in their Mega Ranger form. Like, in their non-henchant regular human form. And it's, it's this, like, misty room and they're standing in shadows. And they're, like, waving to him and calling him over, like, in his mind palace or whatever and he's trying to like remember them and then all of a sudden all four of them kind of like step out of the shadows and he can now he can like see their faces in his memory and they're like waving to him and smiling and he's like oh my gosh it's my friends like these are my these are my dudes my memory's back shun's back baby it's really good and then he's back yeah, yeah uh, then he, he is back, of it's, course, yeah, and they, it's a, it's a really, they start the thing. It's a really clever way to shoot a scene like that. I thought it was very, very well done. Yeah, clever, and you know what I love about about particular moments like that is it is the triumph of cleverness over budget. Yeah. Because, like, for all of the stuff they have, like, these are not, these are, like, pretty low-budget shows, you know what I mean? And, and so they don't, especially in, like, 97 or whatever, they don't have this gigantic budget to work with. They don't have, like, the ability to, to use, like, special effects in a strong way. And so they just come up with this thing, and it really, really works. It's such a cool, uh, cool moment. So Shun, now he's back, baby, and he throws up the basketball sign, and... uh. You can really tell, I like the idea that they developed this move for basketball and then realized it would also work as a superhero move. Because yeah. he, so, okay, so here's what it is. Shun has both his, the drill saber and the mega tomahawk. He runs forward. He throws them up, which distracts Giga Gyrail. While Giga Gyrail is looking up at the weapons that he's thrown, he just draws his blaster and shoots the dude Indiana Jones style. While he's Giga Gyrail is reeling from the blast, Mega Red jumps off of his shoulders, grabs both weapons out of midair, and like double tomahawk chops Giga Gyrail in the dome. It's dope. Now, while he does that, he does also shout dunk shot, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, and that's in like that disrupts. Giga Guy Rail, the the three 
Mega Rangers that had been trapped in those cages are free. Giga Guy Rail, like, disincorporates back into separate Guy Rail and Uganda. Yes. Um, And he says, he's like, how could this have happened? Like, how did you defeat us? And Kenda has this great line where he's like, to unite your power, you must also unite your mind. And, like, you did it. No, no, no. He says, you, you... He says, sorry to correct you briefly, he says, you united powers, but not your minds. He's like, you, you screwed up, dude. Yeah. Like that, you that, were really working as a team. Right. You, you need, as the title of the episode suggests, to go full throttle with the friendship combination. That's not what you did. Yeah. So uh, Guy Rail's just like, well, I got to try this one more time. And he merges again, but now they're giant. And there's a giant fight, which is mostly boring except for one glorious moment. Oh, yeah. Which is, they're about to get mega blasted with, I think, the, um, oh, what's the flying rocket fist? Might just be called rocket fist. I don't remember. Anyways, they're about to get totally blasted. (laughs) And Guy Rail unmerges from Uganda for the express purpose of then using him as a human shield. (laughs) And like, so, and so Uganda gets hit, but like they both kind of get hit, I think, but Uganda takes the brunt of it. They land back down on the ground and Guy Rail's like, boy, I guess Uganda wasn't the answer to me winning. Uh, And then they just both disappear. So I I think Uganda is either still alive or can be revived. Because I feel like this, if he died, they would have made more of a thing of it. So, having defeated uh, Giga Guy Rail, we see it's Kenton and Shun, and they're super chummy again, and they're being, like, ultra-best bros. And uh, Chisanto and Mika are like, wow, they're, like, super good friends now. It's a little bit creepy. Like, it's just a little weird, like, how chummy they are now. Yeah, like, they're going uh, thankfully, really over the top. Like, they're just, like, they're... Like, you know, each got an arm over the other's shoulder, and they're like, man, memories with friends are so important. Uh, And then they walk up to where the arcade is, and Kenta is like, oh boy. Like, what could possibly make this day better? Hanging out with my pal, and also going to the arcade. One small problem, though, is that Kenta does not have any money, because he's Kenta. He never has any money. And he's like, dude, we're buddies, right? Let me borrow some money. And Shun's like, mm, no, never mind. Like, I gotta go. I'll catch you later. He's like, come on, man. We're friends. He's like, and then they're just yeah. talking back and forth. Uh, and that's so the that's the end of, the end of that episode. There, there, actually, there is one bit that I think we t- that we talked past, which was that after Uganda and Guy Rail are defeated and, like, have to retreat, we get this, like, three-second shot of Dr. Hinalar up in, like, the Nezere base who has been watching this whole thing, and he's like, oh my dude, like, you do not mess with my man Uganda in that way. Like, I don't think he says that with words, but he says that with his eyes. Like, Dr. Hinalar is done with Guy Rail. Mm. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I am hoping that it plays out uh, next week or in later weeks. Uh, but Dave, for now, that is the end of that episode. But it's not, of course, the end of our episode. Well, actually, no, I think it is. Because normally at this point, we would be going into the Creature Royale and trying to decide where oh, yeah, the but... Monster of the Week lands. But the Monster of the no, Week I, yeah. was Guy Rail, 
really. And you've got yeah, it kind of. Giga Guy Rail, I guess, but that's not a... Yeah, so I would say we uh, we just don't have a Monster of the Week this week. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Anything else you, anything else you want to talk about? Well, nothing new, Matt, I guess, aside from just the fact that uh, how much I enjoy doing this show with you, my brother. So that's that's great. It is great. But no, I, I got nothing after that. I also enjoy doing this show with you, my brother. But I guess for now, Dave, that is going to do it for another episode of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or just check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, we are at Super Sentai Bros. If you like the show, please remember, shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. If you want to give us a rating on there, that'd be very swell with you. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. To listen to all of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find them all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. There was a new episode of Spectre that just came out. It's really good. Nice. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I recommend, if you have three hours, that you listen to it. <laughs> it doesn't have to all be in the same day. You can stretch it out. Uh, anyway, uh, that's us. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. Mega, 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 ten